Okay, hello and uh, welcome to Not the Wikipedia Weekly. Uh, just to let you know, this is a, a almost experimental Skype cast. Uh, we've got me, uh, I'm Private Musings, uh, and I'll get each of the people to introduce themselves. First of all, here's B-Stone. Hello. And we've got Raul654 in the room. Hello. And we've got Mest Rocker. Good morning. There you go. Uh, and just to kick off, uh, my name's Private Musings, or rather my Wikipedia name is. Uh, and I thought I'd just explain a little bit about the aims of Not the Wikipedia Weekly. Um, have a look at the wiki page, which is the only way you'll have found this. So you will have done anyway. Um, uh, and you'll see that we're aiming to be a sort of loose Skype cast. Anyone should be able to be free to host one. We're going to talk through the topic lists and you're free to listen if you like. Um, so kicking off, Wikimania 2008 has, has sort of been uh, in the news quite a lot lately. Uh, there's issues around its location. There's been issues around images of Muhammad on the various Wikipedias. Uh, I know the Wikipedia Weekly team discussed this at some length. Um, I'll, I'll head over to Raoul first, who's you've been to one uh, Wikimedia <laughs> conference. That's right. That's right. Could you just like uh, I had pre I was going to ask you, what is what is uh, Wikimedia for you? What What's it like? You mean what's Wikimania? Wikimania, sorry, yeah. Um, well, it's it's a very interesting. It's it's a very large wiki meetup. Having having been to several, you get a you get a lot of the more prominent ones there, and you actually have more. It's more structured and more formal than any you know ordinary meetup, where you have presentations on some given topic. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I had a, I went to the one in Boston in 2006, and I had a, I had a great time. Max, have you ever been to one? I've been to the one in Taipei in 2007. It was really expensive to go there, and I went there two-thirds on the foundation's dime. I had a very good time. I presented on dispute resolution, and I wish it lasted longer than three days. And will you be going to Egypt? Maybe. And what are your thoughts on the whole Wikimania, the issues surrounding it, if any? I think the location chosen was very poor. It was a very poor decision considering the fact that most Wikimedians live outside of North Africa and the Middle East. And furthermore, Egypt has a pretty poor record on civil rights. Well, these are the issues that are being raised, I believe, on a foundation level. There's been some posts from... Florence particularly uh, looking at this decision. Um, it's Egypt certainly been criticised on a civil rights and um, and human rights uh, basis in the past. Um, I, I wonder. For me, I, I kind of think it's a good location. I, I think Alexandria's. Um, it's obviously very important to you know historically, and they've got the great library there. Um, but for me, there's also there's also a more pragmatic concern. It's that. It's the the actual connections there, the, the transit connections are not very good. To get you know to get from the east coast of the United States to there would take three separate connecting flights. It's it's a bit hard to get to. Three it's, separate connecting flights to get to Egypt, really. Alexandria specifically. Oh, Alexandria well, what specifically. What if you flew to Cairo? <laughs> well, yeah, but then you got to take another flight from Cairo to, to Alexandria. I thought you could take a bus. <laughs> Aside from how you get there, I, I reckon, um, I wonder if it's, one presumes anyway that, perhaps I'll ask you, Ralph, were there lots of Wikipedians at the, the Wikimania that you went um, to? Mess, mess Rocker, it's 221 kilometers from Cairo to Alexandria, not exactly a, uh, you know, hopscotch. It's <laughs> doable. Were there lots of Wikipedians at the, uh, at the Wikimania you attended, Ralph? A lot. I, we had upwards of we had well over 200 and maybe over 300. And Mest, you were at Taipei. Was that was that similar number there? Were there, were there lots of Wikipedians of all sort of shapes and sizes? Yes, there were some Wikipedians. However, there weren't that many uh, European or American Wikipedians, probably because it was so far away and so detached from the world the Western folk are used to. But a lot of the more uh, Eastern Hemisphere Wikipedians turned out, and uh, some Europeans were there. One would, think that, one would think that Alexandria might be a little bit easier for the, um, for the European uh, Wikipedians, uh, although it's still a little hot. Uh, 
for me, the, the issue is, is also like what exactly it's supposed to be. Um, Raul, you describe it as a big wiki meetup and Mest, you sort of were saying that it was great fun. And you wanted it to be longer. Um, I wondered if there's, if there's well, a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an academic conference, so to speak. It's a conference in general. It's a, uh, yeah, well, I think it's it's going more down that road, is it? It's that is that why Egypt's particularly. They're, it's it's become, they're trying yeah. to, but but having having been to professional conferences as a grad student, uh, was the one the one in Boston was not, at least compared to the the real academic conferences I've gone to, the one in Boston was not all that academic. Well, the one in Boston looked a lot more fun. I mean, in Taipei, the, it was good, but I seen pictures of 2006 and it looked extremely lighthearted. <laughs> Is that, that's a good thing, right? Yes, very good uh, thing. Raul, could I just quickly ask, where in Boston was the 06 conference held, do you recall? Yes, it was at uh, the, the Harvard Law School oh. by the Berkman Center. Yes, it, it, that, that's on my campus. There you go. So uh, mm, none okay. of us have uh, – Mess, you might attend, might you? But uh, Raul, you can't go, can you? Oh, this year I'm I'm thinking about going. I couldn't go last year because of my job. Okay. Um, perhaps I could just uh, put another reason why I actually feel that Egypt is a rather poor place. Um, if people have spent time in some of the uh, surrounding countries, namely Israel, um, the Egyptian border patrol isn't too keen on letting people who have Israeli passports or certain stamps in their foreign or U.S. passports uh, that have the Bengrion border patrol stamps in their uh, passports through into Egypt without some sort of hassle and or bribe. Having been there before, um, I could tell you that it has sometimes a it's sometimes a little bit of a sweaty experience getting through. Yeah, well, that's that's certainly another sort of important thing. And I guess from what my my perception and do pipe up if anyone's different. My perception is that uh, it's as it stands, it will be in Alexandria. It's pretty solidly still going to be Alexandria. But there's a there's a sort of Florence has opened the door to the possibility of talking about it. Maybe not being. Is that fair? Do you think? Or maybe what could be done is there could be parallel conferences and there could be some sort of a satellite hookup or whatever. Well, indeed, this this goes for me to if if Raoul describes it as a big wiki meetup, then those things can happen sort of organically or on the local level or on a sort of you know we've got lots of chapters springing up that can happen. I wonder if the if there's not a um an aspect whereby Alexandria is a particularly good location uh, from a sponsorship perspective that that possible large donors it's it's certainly a, you know it's got a lot of weight to it. It's the great library. It's um it's got all that historic importance and. Uh, I wonder if that marked a shift from a sort of community-led Wikimania to a kind of a focus on the on the corporate buck. You know, I wonder if that's at all um, at all what's going on. Mm-hmm. Time will tell. <clears throat> yes, I, th- I think that there's a significant amount of of resource and energy being put forth against Egypt. That uh, an alternate venue, certainly, perhaps even just across the border in Israel. Where they don't necessarily have great, pro- it's it's not certainly a, a country that has the most wonderful civil rights record, but it, uh, it certainly has a little bit better of a civil rights record, at least democracy, than uh, than uh, Egypt. I think a point that was made, I forget who made it, but they said that if we wanted to to do better in terms of maximizing the availability, the ease of getting there. You know, it would make absolute sense to alternate every year between you know, a major hub in Europe and a major hub in the United States. Yeah. That's, There's wisdom that's, in that. That's probably a, an excellent idea. That, 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 that's brilliant. It's simple. It's brilliant. It's probably cheaper on the whole because I, I can't imagine – I mean, okay, maybe the – actually, no. With the exchange rate, they're probably getting killed in terms of, of actually having to go there. I think there when was, is Wikimania exactly? Uh, I don't Ju- know. What is it? The end of July? July? Oh, so it's over the summer. Gosh. Oh, I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I see. So it's a summer conference. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that rules out my ability to attend. <laughs> okay, moving on, guys. And by the way, to any potential listeners, and, and I've got to tell you, from 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 my perspective here, it's it's kind of interesting to think that people might be. Uh, People might be interested in hearing this sort of stuff. I hope I hope they are. 
Um, if you if you want to sort of make any points or, or respond or any way, you know, make notes at the not the Wikipedia weekly page. Pop in there, say anything you like. Uh, put yourself down as as interested in coming and talking about it, or even just take a look at the page and, and organize one and do one yourself. Um, that's what I'd like to support. Um, and so, if you want to talk about Wikimania, I know there were some issues also concerning the bid process, and there's been some some disquiet with a bit of disharmony in the the kind of fairness of the process, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, it, it all seems like it's it's something that um, that probably communications come down as the root problem. That on some level it hasn't been communicated across to everybody why the very sensible idea of having it alternate between sort of exotic and central and exotic and central. Why why wasn't that taken up? I, I don't. I'm certain, in fact, that. You know, Raoul's not the first person to bring that up here. It's been it's been talked about before. No, it wasn't my idea. I actually, I read that on the one of the mailing lists, or maybe it was on the Wikimania comment page. But yeah, so I, I guess but, we're just we're just endorse that view, wouldn't we? That seems to make sense to us. We're not sure why it hasn't been followed. Okie doke. So moving on from Wikimania, uh, we've got the the good gossip of the day. We can now lower the tone several notches and talk about uh, Jimbo and his sex life, as he put it in his statement. Um, he's, uh, there are several aspects to this uh, to fill you in. Um, oh, and one other little little note. Uh, I plan on publishing a bunch of links from the various things that we've talked about uh, at the at the not the Wikipedia weekly page, so you can click through as well. But um, the the scandal from the Valley Wag is that Jimbo had a had an affair with with Rachel Marsden, who is a, is the Canadian Anne Coulter, uh, is the simplest way to sum her up. Although I'm sure that doesn't entirely do her justice, um, or or encapsulate her completely. Um, so Jimbo had this relationship, and uh, obviously there's a kind of tabloid interest. We all love to hear about who's sleeping with who. Um, I won't tell you any of the other secrets I'm privy to, but uh, th that's one that got out. Uh, then there's the possible conflict of interest thing. Did Jimbo overstretch his authority in his uh, his advice or his use of the private or, or wikia hosted mailing list to try and help clean up Rachel Marsden's article? And we'll go from there and in, even into the, the discussions then of, of the expenses incurred. And uh, some of Danny's sort of allegations that Jimbo's been perhaps a little bit, um, well, Danny seems to be asserting that Danny's been that Jimbo's been rather free with the foundation's money. Mest, what's what's your take, Mest? For, for the record, this? for the record, I have um, Sue Sue uh, sent out uh, uh, an email today, essentially saying that um, that Jimbo. Let me see if I can find the exact wording here. Jimmy has never used Wikimedia money to subsidize his personal expenditures. Indeed, he has consistently put the foundation's interests ahead of his own and has erred on the side of personally paying for his own Wikimedia-related expenditures rather than the reverse. So they're so, essentially saying that everything Danny's saying is wrong. And I think it's fair to say, I, I, get, I dare say Danny would say this himself, that he's, um, and I, I would like to invite him on at some point, of course, but he's, um, he's an ex-employee and there's a little bit of history there that's that's there's some knowns and some unknowns um it, it seems that it, it's great that sue's come out so quickly and forcefully just to say that this expensive stuff is nonsense um danny what what kind of gives the story legs i guess is the fact that danny quoted massage parlors in moscow and 300 and 250 bottles of wine um which kind of add to the controversy um mest what's your take on the whole thing Well, let's see. We have a former employee saying that he used money illegitimately. We have a current employee saying that it's all nonsense. Who are we to believe? How do who do we how do we know that uh, Sue isn't just uh, covering it up? I mean, Danny's definitely a uh, he's very well. That's what the that's what the audit would have picked up. That's the point of the audits. Is there any possibility that the foundation, of course? Um, Exposes exposes open and transparent values. Um, is it is there any possibility the foundation could actually release the details of the expense accounts, or is that is that a step too far? Do you think? I are they required to? I I would have thought that they were required to keep an open book. 
Well, my presumption would be that, for example, if we could look at a list of expenses, I wouldn't think they keep an actual account of all the information contained on all the receipts. Sorry, I wouldn't think they were required to disclose that. Um, but I, I think that in this sort of discussion, it's, it might be worth having a look. Uh, eyebrows were raised when the foundation audit came out. Firstly, that it was a bit late, which is to a degree an old story, and you can find out more about that, but um, it was very late. And secondly, at the the amount that was spent on travel for the foundation. Um, and it's a bit unsettling that, that the black and white figures which displayed this rather large travel account um, are corroborated by the, the sort of writings of Danny Will saying that there's been some expense, um, some questions over expenses. Um, it, it just seems like there's no, you know, where there's no smoke, there's, there's, sorry, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, is there anything? I think, under the, I think the point made, I think the point made about the travel expenses was that they had a one-time get-together of the board and and Brad and a couple of the other top ones at the foundation, and they had a one-time get-together, and that's where most of the travel expenses came from. And well, now, that, now, I mean, you can make the you can make the argument that essentially the board is too involved that they really shouldn't have a need for these get-togethers, and that that it really should that those that those kinds of discussions should be going on in San Francisco at found at the foundation, and that the board need not get involved to that degree. That that is a case that could be made, but that would essentially require hiring more staff to take over the job that the board members are doing now for you know for nothing. Well, what's wrong with holding these meetings over to the internet? It would certainly be cheaper, I suppose. That's, That's true, that we absolutely. Can, uh, we can we could promote with the um, with the foundation. Um, just just to note, that it's also interesting that that um, I'm looking at Wickback.com here, and just a little tip of the hat to that side. That's uh, a forum site set up by Uninvited Company, who's uh, discussing uh, the, the $650 wine bill in particular. And, and Uninvited Company says, if true, Danny's allegations are highly disturbing and has Jimbo responded to these claims anywhere? I'd, I'd probably say that Sue's response um, would satisfy. Just for the record, Jimbo has responded to that particular claim, uh, but I, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to, to, to talk about what he actually said, so that would be better to take it up with him. Well, indeed, and in fact, Danny himself on that forum makes it clear. He says he did not charge $650 for two bottles of wine. Danny then goes on to say he asked to be reimbursed for it, uh, and the reimbursement was denied. So there's, there's elements of a storm in a teacup here, but uh, I'm, I think it's important for, for the reputation and particularly where the foundation faces, well, by its own budget, it seems to face financial issues. It's, it's got a, a bit of a shortfall in the, in the amount that came in and the amount that's planned on being spent. Um, so in that climate, it would seem vital to, to be very, to sort of calm these concerns very quickly and openly and, um, I, I rather think there might be a few more questions to ask about the expenses, um, but we, we shall see. Beastone, have you got anything you'd like to add on the on the uh, foundation side? Oh, not particularly. Um, like I said, this isn't an area that I'm so well, uh, or, or rather, even interested in. Well, to sum it up, then, from what we can tell, uh, Danny's made some allegations. Not only has Sue uh, expressed. You know very clearly that they're not really founded, uh, but um, but Danny himself has sort of explained that the the expenses uh, weren't actually paid. So it, it might be that the substance of this might be uh, might be worth less than the um, than the sort of hyperbole around it. Um, a word on the on the on the Jimbo and sex thing. Does anyone think that we should be discussing Jimbo's sex life? I know you're very interested in it, Raoul. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't really care a whit about it, other than how it might, um, you know, other than the the claims that it might have adversely impacted his his actions on Wikipedia, which of course he denies. And have you found? Have have you had a chance to have a look at that at all? Um, you mean his action, like what he actually did? Yeah. Um, I really haven't seen any evidence of impropriety on his part that I can, you know, that I'm aware of. We shouldn't repeat history here. We should not impeach him. <laughs> because it's, the matter is extraneous to Wikipedia's going on. The real issue has to deal with uh, him overusing his power to control an article and possibly embezzling money. 
I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Mess. And we've sort of, um, what's your feeling on the on the his, you know, his his use of his influence? He has a lot of influence, and it depends on how he's using it. I mean, was he using it to get rid of all sorts of controversial statements, or was he just using his power to say we have to make sure this article complies to editorial standards? Um, it, did you by any chance get the chance to read the um, the second batch of messages which were released onto Valleywag? Now, nobody's corroborated them. No one said that they're definitely true, but no one's denied them either. And I guess that's I haven't probably read the first ones. Can you, <laughs> us, can, you ref- can you refresh my memory as to which ones you're talking about? There, were, there were two. This is, and you'll see these links when I when I post them on the on the uh, not the Wikipedia weekly page. Uh, the two Valleywag articles. In fact, there were several, but one in particular was the the what you might call the one uh, referring to the hotel trust. And the second set. Yes, was, I did read that. The second set was uh, sent later, and it refers. It's got an, a. a individual a personal message between Jimbo and Rachel with Jimbo saying that um, that the truth was a much worse conflict of interest than he had declared to the volunteers and that oh, and she no, it's worth a look because it, it seems to imply that Jimbo was aware that he was he was kind of overstepping um, and he was he, he kind of says um, uh, Rachel responds by saying oh so you told them a half truth and he sort of says oh well it depends what your definition of is is with a sort well, of what, what he link. sent an email out, and this is this is reproduced on Kelly Martin's blog in part, that saying that he had essentially developed a friendship with her, and that he was recusing himself from further participation in her article. And um, I think I think what he's referring to as the half truth is the fact that he was soft peddling the nature of the relationship. And if that's it, then that's it's a non-story. Yeah, that's it's a non-story. I I would be interested to hear the the feedback from the people. I'm not sure. One presumes it was, in fact, it was the OTRS ticket system. I think that he refers to. Um, well, he he sent it to the mailing list. And then it the was OTRS yeah. mailing list. Yeah, and uh, the they may feel. It'd be interested to hear their thoughts on whether they feel let down or if they're fine with it, um, or if it if it simply doesn't matter. Um, you know, time will tell. I think we've covered that, you know, pretty much as much as we can. We've covered Danny, Danny, Sex and Jimbo, but not, not, you know, what it's, the way it sounds. <laughs> Moving on, uh, we're lucky enough. Well, I, I'm quite pleased, Raoul, particularly that you're here because you're the featured article director. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you were you were mentioning just before we started recording that you were, as we were chatting, you were choosing the featured article. Was it for tomorrow? Yes. Uh, what What did you go for in the end? Um, an interesting one. The, the uh, ESRB re-rating of Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Oh, okay. Any which is Elder um, because we haven't had a video game article on the main page in a while, and I thought this looked like an interesting one. Can it get cruftier than that? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, believe it or not, we actually have Wikipedia articles on single passes that have occurred in football games. From oh, I'm sure we have an article on, on like, the Hail Mary, the 19... Uh, no, I mean specific ones, specific to a specific game that happened. If they're no, notable, if they're famous, they, they like, can stay. I guess that's how we, we do it, is it? But mo- back to I'm the chat sure with Raoul, though. Uh, the fact that, you know, you you're, you're, the, the featured article process is, by community consent, very much largely within your control. That That's fair, is it? That is fair, yes. Um, and I kind you, of my 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 title is oh, go on, go on. I was just saying you mentioned to me earlier that you've 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 appointed uh, the the workload because as as more and more articles get featured, uh, the the workload increases, and you've appointed a couple of um, dele- uh, how do you describe them proxies, perhaps? Um, proxies is a good word for it. Uh, deputies was the word I use, I think. Uh, and, and the reason is I used to do it all entirely by myself, all the archiving, all the choosing the articles, maintaining the, the, the featured article review, setting that up, defining the rules. Um, it got too much. The process worked too – it was too successful. It got too big for one person to do it. So slowly but surely, Mark Scale and Joel31 took over 
featured article review. And then when featured article candidates got too big for me, I, I officially designated both Joel Mars and Marskell as my deputies for that page, and Sandy as my deputy for the featured article candidates page. And, and this, I think it's worked pretty well. Have you have you had the chance that there's been a few? Uh, I've noticed a few essays being written. I think uh, I think it's the signposts are looking at doing something possibly on the on the feature process. at sort of um, the dispatches. That was my idea. I, I had suggested it and got together with some people who were interested in writing it. And and the kind of the authorship has passed around like a hot potato. You know, one person does it one week, and the next person does it the next week. Yeah. And uh, would you would you in, would you encourage uh, any Wikipedian at all to to try and write an FA, or, or what's your take on the importance of FA to Wikipedia as a whole? Well, to answer your first question, anyone write, writing a featured article is is not an easy job, and it can be frustrating for people. Um, but but if you know that going in, then yes, I think it can be a very rewarding thing to do. That. You know, you get a, it gives you a real, you know, a real sense of what it takes to get an article to look really good, and that once you do that, I think it, it, it makes you a better Wikipedian, and I think it makes you a better writer in, in real life. It has, it has definite extrinsic value. To and answer uh, your second question, oh, go on. Well, just just to put that into context, uh, of our two million plus articles, how many do you know roughly? How many we've got featured right now? 1,924, I believe. And how many so, are coming um, on? How many? Uh, presumably that's growing, I would hope. It grows by about two per day, one and a half to two per day. And uh, I wonder, have you, have you had a chance to read any of the, I uh, particularly enjoyed Giano's essay, The Fool's Guide to, to Writing a Featured Article, which is well <laughs> worth checking I've, out. There, there's about a half dozen of them floating around out there, and I've read most of, if not all of them. And there, everyone, everyone brings their own perspective. There's, there's no one that uh, that I would say is is absolutely perfect, but there's none that that is is completely wrong either. Everyone kind of gets their own perspective on the process. Now, my my second question was to your views on the import. You know, how important is FA to to Wikipedia as a whole? It's it's there. It's it's of a practical benefit in several several reasons. Somebody somebody was actually asking about this the other day. Um, you know, what use is, is the featured article process? And, and somebody came up with a uh, – uh, it's, it's essentially like a guide for volunteer organizations. And it said that praise must be given – you know, praise should be given in pu- often and in the most public fashion possible. And in this sense, that's why putting them on the main page is a definite good idea is that people are rewarded by having their, their work seen by many, many people. So, so the incentive – having your, your work on the main page is, is an incentive mechanism. As far as why it's good for Wikipedia in general, it, it incentivizes people to write really good articles, to go that extra mile and, and you know, add 10, 20, 30, 50 citations to an article, to put in the, put in the, you know, in, in line where the information comes from, to make sure that it complies with the manual of style, that it's lengthy, that, and, and it, it provides a PR benefit in terms of, um, of being able to say, hey, look, we can produce some really good articles. Yeah. So it's I think I think it's valid in a number of for a number of reasons. Would you would you support um there was some discussion on Wikback um which which uh, and indeed on Wikipedia which unfortunately is the, the nature of these discussions they often go in a big circle and not a lot happens. Would you support um more than one FA on the main page? I do not think that's a particularly good idea and the reason is that um Whenever I've seen a process on Wikipedia that says, oh, we're big enough that we can now do twice the amount, you know, like twice – collaboration of the week I point to as the perfect example. You know, they said, oh, well, we can do two collaborations of, of the week per week, and and that is almost always – I mean, just, just functionally, it's a bad idea. So you're saying that the, the, the current volume of FAs and the, and the sort of the, the strain on the processes in general would not – it wouldn't help to have two or three or more than one FA on the main page. We could conceivably do two without ever having to repeat any. I think. I'm not, don't quote me on that. We could definitely <laughs> at, at our current rate of of uh, promotion, we could definitely not do three. Well, that's that's food for thought. Mess, have you ever uh, written a featured article? No. Why not? I've never written an article that achieved. 
achieved featured article status. My articles haven't been that level of comprehension or quality. Would you would you see that as a now to put to put your involvement in context? You've been a Wikipedian for a few years or three years, four months or three hey. months. <laughs> and how do you think it's an important process? And would you would you see would you want to get up there one day and, and have published one? Certainly. And what what would it be on? Do you think, or what what kind of area would it be in for you? I'm a very eclectic writer. I write whatever I want to write, so I have. There's no telling what I will end up writing about. Should I write a featured article someday? Now, Raoul, would there be any hurdle to a an article about a specific pass in a specific game of soccer uh, becoming featured? The rules that govern FAC, as I have defined them, are that featured article candidates is not articles for deletion. And therefore, we assume a priori that any article that is nominated can achieve featured article status, and we just assume that it would survive a trip through the articles for deletion. Because and I presumably that's to, presumably that's never because been I don't I don't want to repeat the arguments on articles for deletion on the featured article candidates page and vice versa. So they but essentially they do their thing, we do our thing, and hopefully never the twain sh- the never the two shall meet. <laughs> Okie doke. Well, and, and I, I would say also, hopefully, Raoul, you might be available on these sort of Skype things once or twice a month or every month or so. So if anyone's got any, I mean, you're an approachable chap anyway, aren't you? If anyone's got any questions, they, they're free to, to pop them onto it. Where, where would they say, where would you say they should start if they're interested in finding out more? More about the featured article process? Yeah. Go to the featured article candidates page and read, read some reviews and review some articles. Dive in. Is That's, that easy? I mean, it's that easy. Cool. I, I myself would. I'm trying to get Socrates to featured article status, but I think it's going to take me, oh, I don't know, longer, longer than I think. It, it seems it, it, it's difficult to to find the time and the energy to bite it off. Uh, but I do the think hardest, the hardest one I think we ever had was I forget who did it. He was in the signpost about two weeks ago. Um, the one who got Ronald Reagan up to featured article status, and it took six nominations, six maybe seven nominations. And a lot of a lot of re-reviewing the same article over and over again and making it better. Well, that and then he did Nancy to the, Reagan too. <laughs> well, the the Reagan family. That brings me to the, to the next little thing that I want to note, which is something that I've been thinking about, and I mentioned it to you before anyway. But um, the the wiki process of you know anyone can edit and how that works with with featured articles. And I had this sense that. Some of the best writers um, were just beginning to get a little bit, um, lose a little bit of faith in the wiki processes that that they've got their beautifully uh, referenced, they've got their brilliant prose, they've got their featured badge, and then over time the quality deteriorates as people come in and return some of the information that had been discussed previously. Um, and I wondered I, I if you. The, had- I think the problem is the collaborative editing process itself tends to pr- push articles towards a perfectly mediocre status i think that's the best way of putting it is that well that can take a non it can take a non-existent article and make one and then it can take a stub and make it bigger but in terms of getting a large well-written coherent article it, it tends that's to not do so well on that that's something you need like one copy editor for because wikipedia articles are normally the result of many people editing and as a result you get disjointed writing styles and so it takes one person who writes consistently to take it and then turn facts and data that's somehow written, turn it into a nice piece of prose. Well, that's what you're saying, guys. That That's quite, um, uh, you know, within that is a, is a seed of something quite controversial, that um, that when an article is can be demonstrably and somehow perhaps even arbitrarily, but once it's rece- achieved a certain level of quantity, then uh, should it somehow be stable or preserved in some way? I am of mixed feelings about the stable stable revisions. I can see advantages and disadvantages to it. What would be the disadvantages? Well, for one thing, I think that that well, that you're, you're first of all you're sacrificing timeliness. That that's just a given. That that you're that you're adding that you're making it a lot harder to update the article in a timely fashion for for a non-logged in user. I mean, it, obviously, it depends on the implementation. 
But if you're an anonymous user, certainly you don't want them being able to push through revisions all the way. That's I think that's the – every stable revision feature I've heard described would prevent that. And therefore, you know, you're sacrificing all the, the edits that they would make. But you, in some way, you're retaining the quality of the best. Uh, not necessarily the quality of the best. <laughs> you're retaining the stable, you know, whatever version was was yeah, marked yeah. as as stable versus whatever has changed since then. It's interesting which may or may not be an improvement. Their intention, then, aren't they? You've got the fact that the at a certain point. Um, your words were that the wiki process will will tend toward mediocrity, which is that's 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 a horrible sort of destination for our finest work, isn't it? Um, but equally, well, that, that we I can't mean, carry on. Th- that's, well, if you look at if you look at this if you look at who is writing the featured articles, almost almost always one or two or a small number of editors producing the featured articles. So perhaps it's, they it's, should. It's rare. Is there any, any argument that? I'll say, is there any argument for those particular authors becoming, uh, you know, handing handing those proven quality authors the keys to a certain article? For instance, in the in the there are several. I know the military history project is very, um, pro, you know, it, it produces a lot of featured articles. Is that is that fair? Well, it's the, the project itself encourages its individual authors to produce them. And even and then, think, you're talking about about fifteen or twenty active. Military history, you know, competent editors. So, so you've already narrowed it down to twenty odd people, and and then you're talking about a subset thereof. I think we'll return to this at a, at a future point because the we obviously don't want to throw the uh, the baby out with the bathwater in terms of engaging editors and having good work done. But um, nor do we want the flip side, which is for articles to go to degrade in quality um, ever actually. So, if there's a systemic cause of, of a degradation of quality, then it's going to be really important, particularly as Wiki gets to a stage where, you know, we're, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say Wiki's full. I'm sure it'll be four million articles in a year's time, so it'll double in size. But in a lot of very core areas, there's a there's a very significant body of knowledge present. And I, my take on it is that we're going to have to start to apply some thought to how we preserve and nurture that existing body of knowledge as well. Um, but as I say, I think we can return to that. Any final words, um, esteemed FA director? Um, well, I think, I think as wiki processes go, the FA process has done, it does a pretty good job. Um, I think it's, it's a lot more efficient, a lot less, uh, tending towards drama compared to say AFD or RFA or RFB. In fact, we'll move on there because you mentioned RFB. Um, we're going to time sort of we're, we're, we're heading towards the uh, the time scale that I was picturing for the for the podcast or for the for the recording. Um, but just to mention RFB, uh, there's been a rush on bureaucrats lately. Have you voted in any of the RFBs, Messbrocker? Um, I voted in. Wait, you mean the recent ones? Yeah. I haven't voted in any of the recent ones as far as I know, but I entered in a joke candidate, bureaucrat bot. It got quickly blocked as a username violation. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, it would I like probably that. be more scary if it passed with flying colors. Well, yes, everyone wants a systematic bureaucrat. That's actually <laughs> that's actually the comparison. I as a bureaucrat, um, when people always complain about demands for for set ranges and, and no uh, uh, discretionary you know range in there whatsoever, I always say, well, then you can use a bot for that. So, so I mean, I just I just find that particular um, that particular Mest Rocker's particular instance of disrupting Wikipedia to prove a point, I find that very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, Mest? Do you think there should be more bureaucrats? Do, do you think the bar's too high? These seem to be the perennial issues around that particular subject. Well, if you make if you give power a uh, high pedestal, then you make people very uh, hungry for it, and you turn it into something really, really important when it shouldn't be anything important. On Slashdot, what they do is that they make moderator status very insignificant. It's very limited power. It's very diluted, and pretty much everyone's a moderator, and as a result, the power games are not quite the same. Likewise, on, on the, I mean, on the other hand, on Wikipedia, adminship is very sacred. It's very hard to get, it's very hard to be rid of, and people will do anything to have it or 
keep it or and they'll do anything to get people to get rid of it because that would be a significant event. So uh, given that, would you want to make it less of a big deal is the perennial line and would you support there being perhaps four or five more bureaucrats with that in mind so that they could appoint more admins and we could just kind of calm down about the whole thing? Sure, and, and remember, pretty much every single administrative or bureaucratic action is undoable. No matter what you do, it can be reversed. Although um, granting adminship would be harder to reverse as it would require a steward. And uh, Raoul, from your perspective as a bureaucrat, do you do you sense the workload increasing? Would you be happy to see four or five new peers? Um, I am a bureaucrat who is itinerant from RFA and RFB. I don't really look all that closely unless somebody you know actively asks me to. So I'm I'm so, I'm one of those I'm one of those people who are a bureaucrat but at the same time they don't do a lot of the bureaucratic functions. In my defense I have other things to do. So no no fixed opinion on whether or not the the body should be enlarged or not. Um I think that RFB worked really really well when Sacropia excuse me when Sacropia did all of that himself. And so th this relates in fact to your to the to the way that FA continues to be smooth. Um, is this an example of when power devolves to the community? We often, you know, we as a as a group don't really um, don't don't choose the best options as quickly as we could. Is that behind the thought there at all? Um. Well, I can only defer to what I've seen in action, and, and I would say, in you know, I, empirically, I think that was the best, the most functional I have ever seen it. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best, but it's it's one of it's the best that I've observed. And uh, uh, the other thing surrounding the the recent run on bureaucrats were some pretty um that's that's common actually it's it's not we had a, we had a similar one like about a year ago and a similar one about a year before that when I became a bureaucrat. You know, one of the perpetual the perpetual objection to bureaucrats is that oh there aren't enough. And then somebody nominates because they realize we haven't promoted a new bureaucrat in six or nine or eight or 18 months. And they say, hey, I think we really do need more bureaucrats. And everyone else comes along and says, hey, I think this person's right. And nobody's objecting that we don't have enough or that we that we already have enough bureaucrats. I think I'll nominate. And so I think they tend to trigger chain reactions. And, and this is not the first time that's happened. Indeed, that seems to be common. But what was also interesting is, Mest, if, from what you were saying about the fact that when it's such a high bar, it becomes it becomes bigger than it should be. And um, I think it would be fair to say that on some of the ones, particularly Rihanna's RFB, um, a, a few sort of old issues came out of the woodwork, which which is probably to be regretted. Did you did you follow that at all, Mest? No, I don't follow politics that often. And are you better for it? I'm sure he's yes, happier very for better. it. <laughs> yeah cool well with that i think we'll we'll just finish off i'll just mention the fact that um we've got a proposal from user beastone which i'm going to get him just to explain a bit in a, in a minute because it's something that he cares about and is quite interesting uh just before he does that um just to mention something that, that caught my eye which is that um danny Whirl and, and larry uh user la have both recently started blocks uh blogs sorry um although maybe larry's should be called a block given his interest in lego uh, but Danny since January and Larry's just in the last few weeks. Um, they're quite interesting from the point of view of two people that have a lot of experience and have had a lot of involvement in Wikipedia and Wikimedia. Um, we've discussed Danny's criticisms, which are quite overt. And, and Larry, too, has been quite um, critical of particularly the, the most recent, uh, the, the Manton Moorland arbitration case. Which we decided, um, I decided, you know, that's that's too big a thing to, to bite off for for this particular chat. That you know, the maybe when it's when it's all unravelled, we may come back to talk about it. But it's um, there's such a huge amount written on it, it's a bit difficult to cover in sort of you know eight or nine minutes. Um, but it's interesting to me that Danny and Larry have both uh, started to offer constructive criticisms within their blogs, which I I see that as an encouraging sign because I think. Uh, Wikipedia is coming out of a stage where um, it dealt with criticism by on a, on a global level. It tended to overdeal with it by saying that it's external and then by circling the wagons and by attacking the messengers. Um, uh, obviously, I've got a but now everyone's becoming cynical of Wikipedia. So now the criticism is more welcome because now everyone's more weary. 
And do you see that as hell, as good or bad then? Is that, is that the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning, Mest? It's the beginning of the end of the beginning. <laughs> I'm scratching my head now to figure out, do you think it's a good thing? It's certainly a good thing if people are more critical, but the question is, will it get anything accomplished? Will people say, we need to look at these articles, we need to do some reform action, or should we just tell some people to just go because they're causing more trouble than they're worth? And would you have, what would your take on that be? What, you know, what, what do you think would need doing, if anything? How to explain it? Well, for one, the uh, dispute resolution system is a bit shaky. Arbitration is pretty effective. The problem is that's the only effective step. My biggest complaint is that arbitration is the only binding step there is. I mean, it's, it's pointless doing dispute resolution when you do not have binding power because otherwise all the words you're saying are in vain. Not well, often. You know, a community ban works pretty well. It's just that it's rather hard to actually get those put in place. It's uh, and in fact, I'll, I'll just bring Beastone back in here now because you've been listening, have you, Beastone? Yes, I've been listening the whole time. And uh, just to hear Mest's take on the fact that the um, you know there's a there's a gap or there's something missing from dispute resolution. Um, I'll just hand over to you for a, a couple of seconds because that's basically where your proposal comes in. So. Um, Explain what's on your mind. Well, um, sure. The reason why I came up with this idea, which I had originally called Ombudsman's Committee, um, and I'm considering renaming it the Editor's Consultative Committee. Um, one can find it uh, at Wikipedia, um, Ombudsman's Committee. Um, it's essentially to create a sort of introspective committee, uh, which would be – uh, official, uh, albeit uh, purely consultative, um, and would have some sort of parity perhaps to, to ARBCOM, not in the way that it would have teeth or the ability to pass judgments or to make rulings, but simply the ability to investigate and come out within a, within a, a position that very well may be uh, contrary or different from perhaps what the official process has already developed it to be. Um, <clears throat> someone might ask, why is this necessary? Why do we need this? Um, my answer would be, um, in many universities, especially the ones that I've been uh, intimately involved in uh, and a student of, there have been um, ombudsman's commissions and committees that have been made up of people of varying positions in the university and some people who are not exactly members of the university but had some sort of connection to it uh, that took upon the responsibility of being an official, albeit somewhat um, uh, unrelated uh, to the normal bureaucracy of everything. Um, and it gave them the ability to have an, an introspective ability. And I think that that introspective ability is something that the, that the Wikipedia project is sorely missing right now. Um, we just don't have enough of it. We don't have people who are able to come together with a coalesced voice to say, we firmly believe that this process is flawed. And moreover, for them to have the ability to do so as an official position. Um, that's the beauty of an ombudsman's committee for a university or a government or sometimes even a corporation, usually non-profit corporations, um, that this is an official committee. And when they have the ability to come out with an official position, that isn't the main official position, but at least it could be on the so-called letterhead of the organization which they're representing – so I'll just I'll just pause you there for a sec, just to get, sure. head over to Mest. Um, it, it's you mentioned that the you know dispute resolution being a little bit broken. I think what Beastone's suggesting is that there could be another body, which he you know the ombuds or consulting some kind of committee that could issue opinions that might, whilst not necessarily being sanctions and binding, might guide and shape the community in the right direction. What do you think of that, Mest? Well. An especially effective committee would be like a leadership committee. Would this consultative committee be some sort of leadership? Oh, it might That's be like a, 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 a conscience of a sort. Like this would be the, the, the conscience of Wikipedia. 
And would they make petitions to the board or some? Or, or um, wait, what they would do is they would uh, they would give advice, wouldn't it? On how yeah, to it address would... the issues. And then after they give the advice, they could be like, the committee has spoken, you should try this out. Something yeah. like that, um, and and perhaps even review internal situations, such as, you know, the ARBCOM recently ruled on a case. We've examined the evidence. You know, we believe that the ARBCOM was 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 incorrect in their their decision. Um, of course, the the ombudsman committee doesn't have the ability to overrule ARBCOM. It's purely consultative, um, though at least it would be something out there to say. Hey, we think that it's kind of broken. What, what's your feedback then, Mess? I mean, I, I, we had the, we had a discussion uh, unrecorded yesterday, uh, Mark, myself, and and Beastone, and we were sort of, uh, I was certainly feeling that there's, um, it, it, it's a very laudable aim, a very good goal, but we were finding, having trouble to work out how we could sort of start it. I think Mark, your advice summed up was best to sort of show people what you're on about, put something into action, and, and give it a go. Um, well, it was more like show show that it's actually useful and does something helpful, and and if you do, then then you'll have a pretty good case for for making it how do I more official, I suppose. I mean, just just to draw a comparison, it was the um what was it called the the AMA, the Associate Members Advocates, the Association right. of Members Advocates. Uh, they tried to insert themselves into the arbitration process. And given their dismal track record, it was not well received, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prove yourself, prove that, prove your that your idea actually has merit, and you know, will actually be of practical use. And, and I think you'll be a little more successful than they were. Mm-hmm. Right. What do you think, Matt? I mean, the problem with Wikipedia is that everyone keeps discussing discussing things, and they keep discussing it and discussing it until the idea dies because the discussion goes in circles and goes nowhere. Now, if we held a discussion about creating Wikipedia as an openly edited encyclopedia to begin with, it would have never been made. So I think what the <laughs> best course of action is here is to just create it, and then they would be able to give advice, and if it's a good idea, it'll be kept. If it's a bad idea, it'll be lynched. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and with that, yeah. I think actually, Mess, you've summed up a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of how Wikipedia works, you know, right <laughs> to its heart. That, that's pretty much right. it. And right. um, I think if anyone's got any closing thoughts, if I was if I was clever, I'd have prepared something, but I'm not, so I haven't. Um, I think we're, we'll call it a day there, guys. We've um, we've covered all the all the topics that we spoke about. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed taking part, and uh, I <laughs> I'll be surprised and pleased if anyone enjoys listening to it. Um, hopefully would, this is the first of many. Oh, many, many, in fact, yeah. And do post on the on the Wikipedia page there. Um, as I said at the open, I, my vision for it is to be decentralised for for everyone that wants to host a Skype cast to be free to do so, and for for it to be a real platform for some to improve communications throughout the project. Um, any uh, any last final thoughts from you, Beastone? Oh. Um... No. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you say You're goodbye really... then. That's a hint. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. And and Mest. Good night. And Mark. I will let go what he said. Good night, everyone. Yeah. Cheers, guys. See you next time. Ta-ta. Okay. I'm uh, I'm going to stop recording there and then just hang on with you guys for a moment. So it won't be a sec. <laughs>